Do you know who I heard is a massive Minecraft fan? Who? Edgar Wright, who did the Cornetto trilogy. Go! Oh, we have been recording, right? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Go. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Minecraft trilogy. <laughs> it's getting into our soul, Gary. It's taking us over again. <laughs> Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where we are going to talk about movies as per usual. Probably uh, drift off into like apple pie at some point with a slice of cheese on top of it. Men in Black 3. Still got to do it. Tommy Lee Jones. Um, if, we, if we ever do a, like a live episode, it'll start with That's what you're going to eat with. Just eating apple pie. I'm excited for that because I'm excited to listen to you go, this was a mistake. <laughs> it's like all these years I've been waiting for this moment and it's just... <laughs> Really disappointing. I can't. Um, I can't fathom what the slice of cheese would add to the apple pie texture. Nah, because you know what you know what they mean when they say a slice of cheese in an American movie. But they're talking about those gross, plasticky, thin. No, but in the movie, it's like a kind of cube of cheese. Is it? It's still going to be American cheese, but it's gross. It's not going to add anything. It's not going to be good. Do you know what is part of cheese? Dairy. Do you know? What? Dairy also exists in Cornetto's, That's the Cornetto not, trilogy. It's not the same. Oh, wait, sorry. It is. I mean, yeah, it is the same. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Gary Copeland. I'm the face of Tommy Lee Jones, Gavin Stewart. Tired, old, and fed up. That's the face of Tommy Lee Jones, who I recently just saw in Ad Astra. That's a man who's given up. Tired and old in Ad Astra. <laughs> like, the two main things. His under-eye wrinkles have wrinkles. He's got that whole skeletal look going yeah. on in Ad Astra as well. He can well. still grow a hefty beard, though. Uh, yeah, the beard was good. It looked like an did old... Did you notice that the beard that they put on Brad Pitt at the end was CGI? No, I did not. It was a CGI beard. Wow. Yeah. The visual effects in that movie. Why would you see, need a CGI beard, though? Why not then just... he doesn't have to grow a beard. But he has a beard. Just stick no, one on him. No, he has, like, stubble, but when he... Have you seen the movie? No. At the end of the movie, like, a, a lot of time goes by. Oh, it goes very easy top. So it's like... Okay. They probably made the film in, like, four weeks, so it's like, you don't have time to grow a beard. Is that how long it takes to make, a like, a big film like that? Four weeks? I'm just guessing. I mean, it could be, like... Well, they meant all the way to, like, the end of space or something. That takes a long time. That's <laughs> true. They sent him millions of years ago, and due to time dilation, that's him just returning, and they can release the movie now, thankfully. Do you know who has a beard? Edgar Wright, who made the Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> so this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're definitely talking about the Cornetto trilogy, as I'm trying to get us to do. Two, two greats and, an, and, an, and a mediocre. And I think we know which one's the best. It's clearly at World's End, because that's just... Oof. Ma- That's magnifique. The, that was my mediocre. Oh, it's my mediocre as well. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't want to offend anyone too early on. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, up front, give your ranking. Up front, you've got ah oh man. It's I think it used to be Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then obviously World's End. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a ranking of two, and then a very clear third. But the more I watch in recent years, the more I watch Hot Fuzz, the more I just cannot get over how perfect, perfect, and it's that's not that is not a word that I throw nope. around a lot. I think it's a word anyone throws around. From, but you hear people talk about Hot Fuzz as a perfect movie so much from top to bottom. That movie is flawless. There's not one flaw in that movie. Should we go? Should, do you want to go through them as they were released, or do you want to talk about good and wander into what makes World's End so shitty? Yes. 
Which one? Second one. You want to you want to talk about the good one first? Yes. Let's go for it. Or should we no? Should we? If you if you say should we start at the beginning and work our way through, I'm going to slap you. Because <laughs> that was my first option I gave you. No, I'm going to say we shouldn't end on negativity. We should plow through the negativity into the positivity and the light and the sun. I know. I just think I don't know. I think you could do you could do it historically this time. Historically, it's going to be fine. It's a bit annoying you're going to end up with the World's End, but at least you're going to get the full. But, then, but it's a good movie. The full journey. What World's End? Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing about World's End. World's End is fine. It's mediocre. It falls up to amazing movies one which is perfect the other is just dynamite that's why people look at it as lesser because what flavor what were the flavors as well actually can i get a strawberry cornetto in hot f- no sean of the dead yeah then a mint mint cornetto and is yeah. mint the, the first one is strawberry yeah the second one is vanilla with a little chocolate plain, on the top of it. plain blue yeah and the third one is the mint one i see that goes against my uh I mean, personally, I think the worst flavour of anything ever is always mint, because mint is shite and overrated. Yeah, but mint chocolate's great. (laughs) That was a a reaction from the audience there. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to dive into that instead. Um, I think we should do it. Hot, Fucking hot fuzz. I keep wanting to say hot fuzz. We should do it. Shaun of the Dead, hot fuzz. Okay, let's do that And the reason I think you do that is because this way we can talk about Shaun of the Dead, which came out of... Not nowhere, but Shaun of the Dead released. Yeah, the, the team of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright. Before that point, they'd done uh, space. Spaced, yeah, which was popular, but not. It was just like one of those kind of Channel Four shows. Well, it, like, it was. It was popular, but it it, it has garnered the the cult. Yeah, uh, it was one of those ones where following. your weird little friend would say, "Oh, have you seen Space?" And you go, "No, I I've watched proper TV shows." And then after Space finished, everyone went, "Oh wait, this Space show is great." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what I told you like two years ago." <laughs> I like how you referred to the weird little friend that tried to get you to watch Space, and then through the story, <laughs> Took on that character, well, and then through him. the story, uh, <laughs> let loose the secret that you were the weird little friend <laughs> trying to get everyone I saw to watch through space. My, my <laughs> curtain of shadow. Um, yeah, I mean, Space was phenomenal, but before that, it, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Was Edgar- there anything before that, or was that? With Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. No. I mean, with Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, they'd done, they were friends. They'd done some short stuff together. Yeah. But uh, as a big kind of budget movie team, no. Yeah. And then it released. And I think collectively won everybody over. Yeah. it's it, And it's, it just, it's got so much in it. It's, it's, it's laugh a minute. Yep. Straight off the bat. It's well written. It's obvious, but then it pokes fun at its own obviousness, which makes it absolutely... You know what I mean? It's that kind of... Because it came out in the time when zombie films were just very prolific. Yeah, and they were had a, And a very specific kind of tone as well. Uh, tone as well. And then Shaun of the Dead kind of flipped it on its head, poked fun at itself, had fun with it, and did something kind of more meaningful and uh, resonating of... Re- re- resonant? Resonant. Resonant. Because it's the blend of... Edgar Wright's directing style, which is fast, snappy, mm. and very well kind of structured with the heart of Simon Pegg's writing, which is, I mean, the whole stuff uh, with his girlfriend and his mum yeah. and the stuff between him and Nick Frost's character, he brings the kind of heart to that film. And then you've got Nick Frost, who's just, his comedic timing is just it's perfect. So good. It's Nick Frost has followed a really weird arc, hasn't he? Like, yeah. cause he's doing just weird things now. I mean, last night we were flicking the channels on the TV and that movie Snow White and the Huntsman happened to be on. He was just one of the dwarves 
Is he in that? And then he was in Memories in the Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander, where he gives her, gives her the two guns. Wait, what? What film's that? Memories of a Tomb Raider? Remember the Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander? It came out last year. Is that called Memories of a Tomb Raider? No, I just, I said you remembered the Tomb Raider movie, and then you... I swear you said he was in that Memories of a Tomb Did Raider. I Audio Boy? You weren't listening. It doesn't matter. I was not listening. <laughs> You're distracted by other things. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in that. And then uh, he was also in that weird film that was about, recent as well, last year. Last year? Yeah. Uh, the kids in the school and then the school gets attacked by... Slaughterhouse Rules. Slaughterhouse Rules. And Simon Pegg was in that as well. Was he? Was yeah. he? Yeah, he played one of the teachers. Oh, God. So he was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why I went to see that movie because I saw Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and thought, brilliant. And then I went to see it and they barely interact. And I thought, oh, okay. This was not... This was sold to me on a very different I like premise. to think that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are smart enough to be like, people want to see us together, so let's just tease it out to them. Let's not just give it away. Cause then so you're, just, you're waiting for the, the next big one to come back. And yeah. You're waiting for the fourth Edgar Wright, Pegg and Frost. I mean, they're going to come back together they're like oh world's end like the last time we're gonna work together like in this way when when cornetto release a new flavor they will they will rise again (laughs) you know there's like 20 cornetto flavors yeah Yeah, they're waiting for a new release and we know which one's the worst one mint (laughs) (laughs) do you remember the good cornetto (laughs) adverts as well bring me cornetto oh yeah it's kind of like to me like a go compare kind of voice singing uh, thing. It was the original go compare. Oh, I'm sorry. The Cornetto was the hipster of the singing advert. Do you remember what that advert was though? The bring, like bring me Cornetto to the classical whatever. It was a uh, cave people singing about having Cornettos. Why is that directed by Edgar Wright? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think Edgar Wright was the director who was. Um, did what a lot of other directors do and get their start in music videos yeah, and short films. And then he became friends with Simon Pegg. And then, of course, Nick Frost then came along with that. That gave us Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead was kind of one of those cult films that kind of defined a year and then... I mean, it defined a genre, really. I would honestly say it defined the... the, the good spoof comedy of a, of a genre. You know what I mean? It's like a... Yeah, I guess you got, genre you got your, defining. You got your space balls, you got your airplane, and then you got your Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, like it, it, it rebirthed the 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 parody movie because airplanes very obvious. What was the other one you said? Uh, space balls. Space balls. Yeah, like that's that's a riff. So they're both kind of taking the piss out of the source material. Whereas, and hot what shots. Ed, hot shots. Whereas what Edgar Wright does a lot of the Skitty time with his Skitty movie one to twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, those all of those films come out, and this is more a testament to Edgar Wright. And that they are they are love letters to the movies themselves or to the genre themselves, but just with a comedic spin on them. You know, it's a zombie film, but it's a zombie film with a bunch of humor in it, which is yeah, great. It, it looks upon the tropes of zombie films, but it also tells its own little sweet story that feels rewarding in the end. Yeah, and then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else to say about Shaun of the Dead. It's funny, though, because Shaun, of the, Dead's, Shaun, Shaun of, the of the Dead's the one I haven't watched recently. I, I weirdly watched Hot Fuzz. I mean, I watch, anytime I see Hot Fuzz in any format, I just stop and I just... Sticking it on. And yeah, then I watched watch. World's End because it was on Netflix, and I remember thinking, I'm going to watch that, because it can't be as bad as I remember. Maybe I was on a bad mood. And it's not, yeah, again, not a bad movie, but it's exactly what I remembered. I just remember with World's End, it's like... Uh, 
the swapping of having Simon Pegg be the idiot and Nick Frost be the straight man just didn't really work, I feel, because I feel they're better suited to the the opposite of that. Yeah. And then the cast was good, but the characters were just not really that. And the characters in the story. Wait, 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 wait. What? We'll get to it. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I can't yeah, but, really think so much. Yeah, Shaun of Dead is the introduction of Edgar Wright's kinetic directing style and uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost kind of comedic writing. It's, it is also, style. if I remember correctly, the most self-aware of the three movies. Yes. Because, and, and I think it's one of my favourite moments in Shaun of the Dead, where they're walking through that park and then they bump into the... The same ones, or the kind of... The, the other the other survivors, which is... Led by Dylan Moran. And, is, well, no. it's it's almost a better cast than the cast of Shaun of the Dead. For the time well, that Martin was in Freeman's at the moment. Martin Freeman and stuff was in the other cast. Martin Freeman, at the time, Matt Lucas, who David was massive from Little, Little Britain. Is it... Dylan Moran is in the other group, or David Sarawak? Dylan Moran's in the, the main one, but the, the woman that Dylan Moran works with uh, from... Greenwing and Black Books. Yeah. She's in the alternative group. Yeah, Martin Freeman's there. Like, it, it, you watch that scene and it, it's, you know, oh, it's, it's us. It's basically the exact same team and the exact same characters, except their cast is arguably better. <laughs> it's, At the time, more famous. Yeah. It's just and such a, more relevant stuff. Such a brilliant little, like, twist. And it's, it's just nice that the whole thing is completely self-aware. Um, also, mean, from Space, uh, the oh, DJ, yeah. Yeah. he pops up as a zombie for all of five seconds. Yeah. Uh, Shaun of the Dead also offers one of those beautiful moments in film history where you watch a bunch of people with pull cues beat an old but dead man to death. So. <laughs> to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, my favourite. <laughs> that song's forever ruined for me. I can never listen to that song again and just so be like... So Shaun of the Dead yeah. is a great movie bar a three-minute segment in the middle. Plus all the other stuff. I also love, and this is again, I feel like this is going to be an episode more about how much we love Edgar Wright. Uh, how much... How much foreshadowing, and this goes for Hot Fuzz. I think this goes for all three of them, actually. Yeah, there's how much foreshadowing is throughout all of those movies? Like with uh, at World's End, all the pubs' names relate to something that happens in or around the pub. Yeah, and Shaun of the Dead. There's the. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll grab your mum. We'll grab your. You know what I mean. Grab yeah. the missus. Head down to the the. It literally just lays out the entire plot. Have a quick home. bite, and then whatever. And it lays out the entire plot. Yeah, a few shots and a quick bite. And then Hot Fuzz. It, I think it's in the dialogue that that's kind of laid in perfectly of like people will say things that later on play a bigger part yeah, yeah, yeah. in the film also, oh, mate, you ever shot a man in the head and watch his head explode that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> that exact thing happens in the third act when he talks movie. about like point break and stuff it's like you ever just shot your gun up in the air and screamed and then later on he does it and he's like yes it's so <laughs> or like with the, the journalist guy when he's, he's talking about like uh, he says something specific about how how he might die or something later on he dies the way he describes it I can't remember the words he says oh, okay. it's just like catch that one and the goose I've handled that goose fun fact for our listeners <laughs> I have handled the goose that was in the Hot Fuzz movie you've never told me this story so you're now going to tell me this story have I never told you this no Arta uh, they're a special effects uh, team they've got a thing down in London they got one in Glasgow and they held an open day yeah and are you okay? I'm just very distracted as to what's happening outside of the context of this podcast right now. <laughs> Went to their open day and they had on this big table like a bunch of stuff. So they had a sandwich from Paddington Bear. And I went, why have they just got a sandwich laying on the table? And I, thought, I love and how I, much Audio Boy's face lit up. That never, sounds wonderful. I can't it was the last time I saw him that yeah. happy. It also looked identical to a sandwich. So props to Arta. 
Then they had... For being able to recreate... I could go recreate the sandwich from Paddington right not now. Not one that would last through an entire filming, Gavin. Yours would go fucking uh, mouldy in I a day. I think I could give it a good goddamn go. Then they had... Then they had... What else? They had like a few other bits and bobs. Uh, they had like a foot. They had something from Voldemort. Yeah, it's all was just it crazy shit. Foot? It might be Voldemort's foot. And then they had this big goose. Or lack of nose. <laughs> we were going to put this on him, but we ran out of time. So unfortunately... Who played Voldemort? Ray Fiennes? Yeah. Yeah, Fozzie Wraith finds when Ralph Fien, which is incorrect. Found that out the hard way. Got, Were you calling him Ralph Fien? I'd only seen his he name written like down. His name is written Ralph. Ba- a bag that you'd buy? Ralph Fien. <laughs> Ray Fiennes. What are you waiting today? I'm willing Ralph Fien today. And then, anyway, they had this big swan neck, and I went, oh, this is interesting. And I picked it up. Well, I didn't. At first, I was like, oh, I wish I could hold that. And then the woman that was holding it over there was like, I fucking pick it up. It's fine. All this stuff doesn't matter. And I was like, really? And I went, yeah. So I was playing about with it. And it's just this mechanical goose head. And you could, like, control it. We start it. a band called Mechanical Goosehead. <laughs> Name for a band, Mechanical Goosehead. You could control it. And then I was, like, grabbing people's ding-dongs with it. And then she went, that's from, that's from Hot Fuzz. And I went, it is not from Hot Fuzz. She was 100%. That is the, the swan goose. Is there a difference? Swan. Swan. That is the swan's head from Hot Fuzz. It's on my Instagram, I think. Do you know what's very, I'm very disappointed about with that story? Is I thought when you said you met a swan, you met just a large a swan. Yeah, no, no, no. It, a it was a fake swan. Which is also upsetting because I, I honestly, I, when she told me that, I went, yeah, it was a real swan though. And she went, nope, that's the swan right there. Also, uh, she told me a story of a guy who worked on Severance with Danny Dyer in the props department. Was Ray Winston in the movie? He was not, unfortunately. I know. But uh, what's interesting is, or what's funny, on that, and he, he tells, apparently he tells the story much in the, oh, I was on a job and I fucked up because of this. So, so at the end of Severance, spoilers for anyone that's not seen a bizarre British film from With the Danny late Dyer. 2000s starring Danny Dyer. Of but, EastEnders um, fame. He, yeah, <laughs> from EastEnders fame. What the fuck? Uh, the he got nominated for Best Actor at the TV Soap Awards. <laughs> How low are they sunk, sinking that they have to choose Danny Dyer? I mean, it's the TV Soap Awards, Gav. I can't imagine they've got the best categories anyway. That's a great point. <laughs> so anyway. It's like the MTV Movie Awards. It was on Severance and the guy got asked, at the end of the film, one of the bad guys is going to clobber this, no, I thought Danny Dyer is going to clobber this person in the head with a rock. So we need you to make a rock. Here you go. Not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not Dwayne just... The Rock Johnson, just okay. a rock. Okay. And they handed them a rock and they went, you can base it off of that. Now, in the context of that conversation and him being a prop guy and it being, him be- it being his job, you would assume that he'd be aware that he needs to make a fake rock that isn't going to murder a person if it clobbers them in the head, hmm. which looks real enough. He, however, went and using polyester and clay and a few other materials made an identical replica to The Rock that they... <laughs> he'd been given came back and was like there's your rock and the guy went oh oh, christ that's just as heavy as the other one he was like yeah and the director whoever it was went why would you make me i had that i don't need it i've already got this rock i don't need another rock (laughs) i don't need a secondary one i just needed one that's not going to kill the person And and he had to just kind of tell between his legs and go i'm so sorry i don't know what i i don't know why i didn't think he treated it like a James Bond movie where they have like <laughs> 16 Aston Martins for different levels of damage. You thought, yeah. that's what he wants, but with he a wants, rock. He wants the exact same rock Just in, in case. case the first one gets chipped. <laughs> on that man's skull. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my funny prop story. There you go. Well, I would just say that was your prop story, but... 
fine. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead's great. Hot Fuzz, however... Is a movie on an- another level in terms of... And it's crazy that after watching Shaun of the Dead and coming away from that film and going, that's possibly one of the best films I've ever seen, they then managed to trump that with an even better movie. Yeah. On possibly every level. Because it's like if you took the bill, which for anyone out there, i.e. Audio Boy, who is the age of an amoeba. Do you know what the bill is? Yes. <laughs> Damn. The bill was For a, our American listeners. Yeah, for all of those people. For younger people. The bill was just a t- long-running police uh, it was procedural like TV show. Coronation Street yeah, in a police station. But, yeah, in a police station. Boy, did that TV show escalate. We've got Doctors now as well. That's the latest one. Although I watched a few episodes of Doctors with my mum uh, when she works from home. I don't watch them. They're on. We work in the same office space. I like to think you just like, Mom. Mom, office. Doctors, doctors is on. Yeah. She's like, okay, kill I wish. Then. But uh, I've watched a few episodes with it. Make some sandwiches. Like, that's kind of like the one from Paddington. Do you, remember when, do you remember when you told me about watching an episode of Downton Abbey and thinking, this is all just forced drama that doesn't need to be anything oh, no, it wasn't even an episode i purely just watched the movie trailer and thought <laughs> this is a movie about nothing doctors is exactly that doctors is i'd say it's 30 minute episodes and 15 to 15 to 20 minutes of every episode is oh i've lost i've lost my sandwich and milk for lunch who's got it <laughs> where's my sandwich and milk gone I'm, I'm on the hunt for my sandwich and milk and then 10 minutes of this person's having a heart attack we should fix them and at the same time, an articulated lorry flips over and a man's leg detaches from it. And they're just like, uh, and that's casualty. Isn't it? That's casualty. Oh. Yeah, no, Doctors is is far more uh, Last of the Summer Wines meets ER. That actually sounds pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a watch. I definitely won't. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's Hot like F- the bill. Sorry. Hot <laughs> is like the, bi- the bill meets, I, I guess, like violent- Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> or Point Break yeah or Point Break or just, like, or just an amalgamation of all of these any of the other movies they reference in the movie <laughs> you, take, you take one of those, those fast paced action movies of the 80s and 90s and then you put it in the bill and you think well that's awful that's the worst sounding idea I've ever heard and it comes out just as one of the greatest most joyous films of all time and it, it, it comes down to the writing for me yeah well writing, the action's that, brilliant that movie is so quotable there's so many times that Phil and I will just like I'm sorry, I said his name. That almost made me throw it into my mouth. There's times where Audio Boy and I will just just say things like, um, "What's the one Olivia Coleman says? Uh, nothing like a nothing like a bit of girl on girl." Ooh, it's not quite the same in there without the accent <laughs> or the context. Uh, I also, it's also got my all-time favorite movie joke comment, physical comedy. I don't oh, know. It's the, with a like talk, Chief says talking to them is like talking to the it's like walking up the Andes I can't, I can't really remember it but it's whatever it is and then it's timed so well to him turning around and getting a fucking filing cabinet <laughs> in the face but it's it's fucking perfect that entire 30 seconds it's a great combination of uh, written comedy and then physical comedy as well 100% because then you've got the stuff where like uh, they go to the old man's uh, farm and he's got all the the weapons and the bombs and stuff and just like you kind of hits it and just sort of kind of like the <laughs> tense up reactions and stuff and it's just and then and then on top of that you do get the excellent character building of of hot fuzz you know yes the you got the buddy the, the brotherly buddy comedy forming Simon Pegg going from a kind of closed off morose harsh individual to a open hearted 
harsher individual. Yeah. <laughs> and he Nick does Frost, learn to be Nick, friendly. Nick Frost grows. And, and Nick Frost grows. And stops they, being an idiot. They form a beautiful friendship. Exactly. It's just, it's a perfect movie. It's just great. Everything about it's great. And it, although, and Shaun of the Dead is laugh a minute, like I already said, but Hot Fuzz is potentially Hot just Fuzz a laugh is, a second. It sounds weird to say, but it's almost cerebral at times. We're just like, it lays things out and you're like, okay, where is this going? And then later on when it gives you the payoff, you went, this is genius. I didn't even <laughs> see that coming and then you just think back. And of course, when you watch that movie over and over again and you just sit there and you, you then get to be behind the curtain and see how the magic is done instead of yeah. being surprised in, in the audience. And it, yeah, this is great. It's a great film. I can't go and another, another cracking British ensemble class as well. Uh, it's, but it's cast. also one of those films that like, you wouldn't expect it, but translated really well uh, across to America and stuff. Did like it? Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, because like, we, Shaun of the Dead, I can make sense why that would translate across to America because it's a zombie movie and yeah. they're simple. But with Hot Fuzz, it's like, one, they wouldn't understand some of the references. Yeah. And sometimes the way that people talk, it can be fast. But yeah, it, that one worked really well over in America as well. That's and it kind of, it also helped elevate the Simon Pegg Nick Frost, Edgar Wright, Ensemble. I suppose the fourth Cornetto trilogy was Paul. Nope, Edgar Wright wasn't involved in that whatsoever, so that doesn't count. That was just those two doing a oh, film was together. That was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost kind of like leading that one. Seth Rogen was uh, producing it. I, well, you you shut that off pretty quickly. That's what I do. I just, you know, I, you give your information and I just sequential it off into the side and say, I, no, no. I thought Paul's okay. Paul's, I, I think I've seen Paul one and a half times. Which half? The first half or the second half? The second half. The middle half. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Sigourney Weaver in it. Bill it does. H- Bill Hader, I think, appears in it. So this Bill Hader. There's that weird joke in Paul, which I've never understood with, uh, not Jeremy Renner, the guy from Arrested Development that reminds me of Jeremy Renner. Uh, Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman. The whole film, he's Agent Zoyle, and at the end of the film, you find out his first name is Lorenzo. And then they go... And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost look at each other because his name is Lorenzo Zoyle, which is the name of that movie. You know this? Oh, okay. For context, Lorenzo Zoyle is, a, is an 80s film about a kid who has cancer and then his parents give him a treatment, like a, like a you know, an experimental treatment to fix his cancer, whatever. And it's like a, you know, it's not a sci-fi movie. It's not a comedy. It's like a hard-hitting drama. One of those weird, like, TV dramas that you don't see coming. Pretty much. So they look at each other and they make that face. And I remember watching that being like, oh, cool, what's the payoff of that going to be? And I looked into it and Jason Bateman's had no connection to Lorenzo Zoyle. It's nothing. It's just somebody thought it would be funny if... Just a really obscure reference for the sake of making an obscure reference? Pretty much, yeah. Somebody on the writing team would have just thought it was funny if the, his name was Lorenzo Zoyle, which was the name of a movie, and the characters all know, oh, Lorenzo Zoyle. But it's not an actual... I, I don't know, I watched it and thought, that's not a joke, though, that's... I mean, because yeah, there's no payoff to it. It's even just, if you have seen the, the movie with, doesn't the same thing happen in uh, Hot Fuzz with Aaron Ernst? Does it? That kid at the end, like the little ginger kid at the model village. He's like, "What's your name?" He says, "Aaron Ernst." What's Aaron Ernst though? I don't know. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Maybe uh, maybe it's just it a thing that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Maybe write. they put it in every one, and I've missed all the other ones except maybe when Simon Pegg wrote Star Trek Beyond, they just put in a random wee thing, just like. I also just want to say that what Nick, what Simon Pegg did with Star Trek Beyond was great, and it's a really good movie. <laughs> you can. I'm not going to stop you on this one. It's a it's a fair meander. I walked into 
uh, this is a side story, but it involves movies technically. I walked into, uh, what would you call it? Uh, a, a cinema. Con- a, a conservatory. Oh, okay. At the weekend. And there were just a bunch of people in there drinking. And then I think... Was, were you meant to be in the conservatory or did you just wander in someone's house? <laughs> I was at someone's house. I hear, jo- I hear joviality. I, I'm heading towards it. <laughs> I, I hear the he- clinking of glasses. Knock, knock, knock. Hello? <laughs> no, never mind. I'll just jimmy the door. <laughs> I'm coming, new friends. <laughs> I, I heard there's alcohol and Star Trek talk. Please, <laughs> let me join you. Did somebody say Star Trek Beyond in this conservatory? <laughs> I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? Get out of my house. Let me tell you about Star Trek Beyond, new friends. For I am Gavin. <laughs> yeah, that was it pretty much. <laughs> Continue. I know that I mean, the story doesn't have anywhere else to go. It's just like I got I walked in the conservatory, someone said Star Trek, and I was just like, well, if, I'm just going to sit down and find my home here. You like that meme of the coffee getting poured into a cup. <laughs> Fun fact, that person... Was me. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't remember because he oh. was that drunk. Oh, I'd had a lot of wine at this point. <laughs> like a terrifying <laughs> amount of wine. Oh, no, it's so much better now. It's so much better than you, that you walked into a conservatory and it thought... It was me. You yeah. thought you just bombarded some stranger with random Star Trek trivia. And no, it's the man you live with that gets bombarded <laughs> with random Star Trek trivia. Anyway, you dick. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Anyway, did I say it? No, I was about to say did I say anything interesting, but I was telling people about Star Trek, so of course you wouldn't say yes to that question. <laughs> anyway, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, go watch them both. They are they are a testament to well-written, all, well, perfect in one regard movies, and not a single thing. I can't say, I'm trying to think of a bad thing to say about Shaun of the Dead very briefly. Like, what is there a negative to it? There's really not. It's still a great film. It's just that Hot Fuzz is phenomenal. You know what I mean? I think with Shaun of the Dead, the pacing does is a bit sluggish yeah. at points. The film doesn't have the same kind of like energy that yeah. Hot Fuzz goes on to. Whereas with Hot Fuzz, the camera movement, the blocking, the editing, the timing of the jokes, everything moves with purpose. I mean, if, just if you watch that scene where he gets bamfed in the face with the filing cabinet, the, t- <laughs> the timing of that is so unbelievably perfect. And it's just, it's a testament to what you're saying. I mean, Everything about it is is spot on in that movie. I think the the bit that always makes me think about just how perfectly kind of constructed that movie is, is like the beginning between him in London and then him getting to his little room. Yeah, yeah. It. And if you just watch how... Peter Jackson's in that scene. He's the... Santa Claus. Yeah, the Santa, Santa Claus. Because, of course, he'd made that movie with the murderous Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you watch from... The beginning to when he gets that flat, it's that moves in such a way where it's so like information is delivered to you yeah. in so many different ways, but it never gets confusing. Like the, the most perfect one is the longer he's on the train, and every time he looks at his phone, a signal bar just goes down, and another signal bar goes down. Oh, really? So he's getting further and further away from kind of oh, yeah, 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 London yeah, yeah. and the connected world, and he's getting further out to a point where it's like he has no bars, he's got no connection to home, and he's in the middle of nowhere. Another like great, you know, you under not underusing, but another great example of of them getting awesome cast and then just having them turn up for bit pieces with uh, Martin Freeman, Bill Nye, and Steve Coogan. Is it Steve Coogan the third one? Oh yeah, Steve Coogan. Also, yeah. Kate Blanchett plays his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just you don't even see her face. So many great like cast members in that. Yeah, great movie. And then World's End. <laughs> I mean, and what did happen? It's a good movie. 
It's not yeah, a good again, movie. What is the problem? It's just not... I think, all right, so you are right. It's a, it's an okay movie. But it comes after two things that are so unbelievably stellar. It felt like a... Step down. Step down, yeah. I mean, Which what's, is, what's your ranking for those three films, Audio Boy? One, two, three. I love them all equally. As oh, I would my oh, own shut up, you te- Now you understand why I'm so find them so tedious um, sometimes. Personally, I prefer The World's End to Shaun of the Dead. You are insane. You yeah, are an insane person. Why? Um, I just otherwise we'll just circle I'm not jerk a zombie person. into a hole. I've never been a zombie. I thought fan. you were about to say we're just going to circle them and then beat them to death with cucumbers. No, no, I just, well, because we because we agree. So well, without without audio boys. Input. It's just going to be you going. Oh, I didn't like World's End, and me going. Oh, yeah, and neither did I. I also Please didn't like never, this, and then you would have gone. Like, oh, no. I didn't like that either, Gary. Oh, oh, oh. Please start talking about why you like World's End more than Shot of the Dead. It just like the first time I watched it, it just took me so by surprise, like the end and stuff where it gets transcendental and things. Yeah. You think it's just about a pub girl. And then it turns into this whole other thing. Did you watch the them in order? Life. Did you watch them in Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz? Oh, I watched Hot Fuzz first. Okay. I watched them out of order. So I went two, one, three. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, then World's End. Okay, so you did watch World's End last? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. My theory on that was going to be that, I don't know, I, I, it, by the time World's End came around, I was so expecting of the... I mean, I think that, that's the problem. Like... Granted, I did watch, well, I mean, I watched Hot Fuzz because it's on TV all the time, mm-hmm. but... Shaun of the Dead and uh, World's End came after Scott Pilgrim and I think Baby Driver as well for me. In oh, terms okay. of so Edgar Wright really movies. recent. Yeah. If you want to talk about bad movies, we could talk about Baby Driver for a wee while and I'll get into that. It's not a bad movie. It's a bad movie. That is not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's definitely not a bad movie. You take out the style of Edgar Wright and that's a bad movie. Why? Because it's just so plain and empty. Can you not say the same about any of his other films? No, because you've stopped anything. Because the whole magic of the Cornetto trilogy is you've got the, and I've said it already, the melding of Edgar Wright's kinetic directing style with the beauty of Simon Pegg's writing. And then you take Baby Driver and it's the kinetic directing style of Edgar Wright and his cold, dead heart of writing. And that movie's just cold and empty and the relationship, the relationship is so just infallible and it's these two. I would, I, dude, I'd argue that Baby Driver is the love letter to that, uh, to those kind of 70s driving movies. Because um, it came out around the same time as the one with Ryan Gosling. Drive? Drive came out 2008. Did it? Yeah. Oh my, well, I've seen them around the same time. <laughs> um, and they're also her, just like massively polar opposite in every single way. And Drive is massively successful at what it sets out to do. And Baby Driver isn't successful at what it sets out to do. I disagree. It's, it's fu- what does it set out to do in your eyes? It sets out to try and be this romantically, musically constructed event all with car chases and the car chases are good and the style of it's good but the music is like I mean the timing of the music with the editing is great but it's those two characters it's Ansel Elgar who's a horrendously unlikable human being and then uh, what's her name? Yeah Lily James. Lily James, who's lovely. But the two of them have no chemistry. Their story doesn't go anywhere and it has such a dumb ending. And I'm just like, I don't care about these will, two. I, so I will give you that. I think the fourth act, because it has a fourth act. That's the problem that that film It last Jedi, is it? Yeah, it's, it's weird that he goes to prison and they could end it there and you kind of leave it on the, did he wait for her or did she wait for him? You know, yada, 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 make up your own mind. But then they go into the... 
And it's that last like five minutes where he comes out of prison and it's maybe not even five minutes. No, it's like 30 seconds. It feels like so fucking long. Should have ended with John Hamm going crazy. And then maybe you see him go to prison. Maybe. With the like, oh, you're only going to be there for five years. I'll wait on you or something. Yeah, pretty much. Because they're working on a sequel currently. No, I I disagree. I think Baby Drive is a great movie. I think Edgar Wright. I think it's one of the most O-rated movies of that year. And the gimmick of the music just it's not wore a gimmick, off. Though, is it? it felt like a gimmick after a while. It's not a choice. It really, did. like the beginning when he's walking to get the coffee. I'm like, great scene. Oh, this is creative, and I love what we're doing here. But then the more the film goes on, and the more the gimmick of the music connecting with the editing of the of the moment, I'm just like, oh, because oh. at that point. I was just looking at spectacle and I wasn't getting invested in anyone or anything. I never invested in those characters or their stories. I didn't care mm. about them. When they're all it's, sitting around in danger, I'm like, I, the, the car could plow through them all right down and I would get up see and then, leave but the then cinema. This is, a, this, is a, this is one of these, I think this is another topic we should probably cover at some point. Oops, sorry, did I just peek everything out there? Uh, um, it's probably a topic we should probably cover at some point of films that we liked or films that we didn't like that are completely based off of not enjoying the main... You know what I mean? Because I think this sounds like a problem where you just were like, ah, I didn't like the characters, couldn't couldn't resonate with them, which is fine, you know? It's what happens sometimes, because I've got films like that. As I've said previously, Isle of Dogs, and Hustlers is the latest one. Hustlers, everyone seems to be raving about Hustlers, and I've sat through that film and went... I'm one of them. I sat through that film and I went, I just... I, I feel like I'm on the other on the other side of. It's, it's this. a weird, it's a weird place to be. Yeah, it? totally. It's, it's often what I find myself sadly. <laughs> so welcome well, to I my think baby side driver. Of the I think this sounds like a baby driver one for you, where you you you've not resonated with the characters, and you've that's tainted. I just the whole feel movie. that Edgar Wright is a very clinical in his direction, which is great for his style of directing. But he's then also clinical in his writing, which then means no heart comes from it. It's all very kind of like jigsaw pieces just being put together to like, oh, look, I've there's the finished picture. And I'm like, yeah, but it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel like an actual relation. Like their relationship and how it comes to be is just so, so dumb. I'm just like, I don't. It I, sounds like this is another one of Gavin has a problem with relationships again. Well, let's To not. be fair, it is a bit weird. They both very like, much they because both, they both uh, his mum died and he's like, and he very much reminds her of his mum. And it's a whole... Batman and Superman didn't end the world because they had the same mother. Why did you say that name? His name. <laughs> same mother? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if Batman and Superman had the same mother. Now, that's a DC universe I would pay money to go see. I would... Batman would be so... up. He'd be like the Luigi of the DC universe. Superman going, saving the world, and Batman... I made a toy to help Does that Superman. mean Robin is Yoshi? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah World's End <laughs> Yeah I think that's how Unremarkable World's End Might be That we just spent More time talking About a different movie uh, um, Yeah I, I, I think I, I get what you're saying I get that it's The the end of it's a, a, a It kind of Can be can, can come out of the blue I thought it Personally when I watched it I remember thinking This didn't surprise me Whatsoever I thought this is Pretty formulaic Like I was waiting for the Because it's doing The invasion of the Body snatches mm. You know It's and that's pretty telegraphed from early on. So when it turned out to be an alien takeover, I didn't go, oh! I just went, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that or robots or something. And it, it never felt like the 
the story of the characters ever got a payoff that I found. I think that that's the biggest problem it has. Like, that, 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 that flash forward to the future and yeah. then he's now a robot killing yeah, Mad Max so person. out there. It's just like, what? Because the movie is so front-loaded with these are these characters, here's their dynamic, here's how they bl- broke apart. And you're mm. like, okay, we're now going to watch them slowly, hopefully come back together. And instead the film just kind of goes, actually, no, we're just going to go off and do this plot instead and the characters yeah. will kind of... They get left by the way. Yeah, they kind of get. What happens to Nick Frost's character? So what happens when you grow up? That's what that movie's about. Yeah, but you you become a robot killing cowboy. Sometimes you and your friends go on different paths, and that's okay. Yeah, but the film. That's what I took away from that movie. I don't think that film says it's okay though. What happens to Nick Frost in them at the end? I can't remember off the top of my head. Because he's not in the end with Simon Pegg. He dies, isn't he? Well, that's what I'm thinking. So what I'm taking away from that ending is. Sometimes it's okay for you and your adult friends to go your own ways because they're going to die anyway and one of you might be awesome. Also, when... Someone's buzzing. That's me. Continue. When Nick Frost plays the kind of idiot slapsticky, he does it in a lovable way. When Simon Pegg does it... He's just really a bit of a prick, and you're like, I don't like this character. He's he's a dickhead in that film. He's not. He's, he's not. Just, you you do. It's funny in the other two, you care about Nick Frost's oafish character, and you feel bad for Simon Pegg having not having yeah. to deal with him. But at least the oh god, I must be annoying having an oafish idiot friend. Yes, uh, I wonder what it's like. Oh, oh, oh Gavin, <laughs> what's an easy joke? joke. What an easy coming. joke to let's, make fun of Gary. Let's be honest. In the dynamic of our friendship. Uh, I'm Simon Pegg and you're Nick Frost and he's Edgar Wright. It's Oddie Boy's Edgar Wright. I have honestly been referred to as Nick Frostish for so long that it's not. It's, I take it as a compliment. Now. I mean, I've been referred to as anal, prick, arsehole, dick for so long that it's just like you know, the bad guy. Um, but yeah, in those first two, you can you you feel for Simon Pegg going, oh god, man, yeah, you, you understand it. Whereas in that last one, yeah, dude, Simon Pegg was such a dick the whole film. You just feel pity for Nick yeah. Frost for even knowing Simon Pegg's yeah, character. Yeah, because with Shaun of the Dead, it's like both characters are so low and so pathetic. You're like, you feel for them. And Hot Fuzz, Nick Frost is just a big, lovable idiot, so you have to fall in love with him. But with Simon Pegg, there's kind of like a, a damagedness to his character yeah. that kind of draws you in to like find out why is he so damaged. And even though he's an arsehole, you can see that there's something broken behind that kind of image and you're like oh I want to explore more of this but in World's End it's just like he's just a dickhead he's never grown up and he's continued to be a dickhead and he yep. is broad, rewarded for it and you're like Guess drags all of his friends down and yeah just... it's like well, I don't understand why I should who are the other friends in World's End I'm trying to remember Martin Freeman Martin uh, Freeman because he's the first one that gets robotized. yeah oh, that fight scene in the toilet's so good well so that's that was my favourite part of that entire movie is when Nick Frost gets drunk and then punches through the glass door because he's so fucked he can't figure out the door handle. Am I remembering that right? But it's the it's just the imagery of him just poof, rah, <laughs> just raging his way through. Never fails to crack me up. So we have Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Martin Freeman, Rosamund Pike. Uh, then a bunch of kids. Pierce Brosnan's in a movie. Oh yeah, Michael Smiley. Uh, Paddy Considine, Eddie Marson, uh, and there's a whole bunch of other British actors. Obviously. Yeah, they do like their British cameos. 
So yeah, I don't know. I, you got anything else you want to you want to try and bring it back for us? It's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we can we can all agree. It's like at World's End had the hardest job to do because it's like that classic following trilogy through. conversation. It's like first one sets everything up. Yeah. The second one you're free to do whatever you want because it's an open university you've already built. But the third one has to try and tie it up in some way. And it, even though that's even though it's an anthology series, it still kind of falls that kind of track with, yeah. like, with the first one it's like it sets up here these are what this kind of set of films are going to be like here's our, our kind of two main characters here's our style of directing yeah. the second, second one it's like perfects, you know it. what we're doing you can have as much fun you want with this but then the third one's like everyone's got the expectation of like yeah this is the last one we've the first two have been so kind of revolutionary it's got a lot to hold stand up to and it's just it wasn't able to mm. and so even though it's a good film that on any other day could be wonderfully watchable. It's just always going to be trampled on because it's got two other films that are just it's, far it's, superior to it. Yeah, you're 100% right, man. It's the, it's the problem with the, the third film of pretty much any series. Like, you look at any third, they're never that strong. I mean, I was, uh, when I was flicking through the channels last night and Return of the King was on, and I stopped for a while, and I was like, oh, I wish I was watching Two Towers of Fellowship right now. Because, yeah. like, Return of the King, I'm just like, our... As much as that movie is a kind of amazing spectacle and an incredible achievement by Peter Jackson, there's also a lot of that film where it's like, oh, it's a dragon. It's also, I've, I've said it so many times, we need a, we needed a Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man 4, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 would have been the best. He was going to do Mysterio and someone else. But it wouldn't have mattered, whatever he did, because after Spider-Man... After showing the arc of Spider-Man, having Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, and then doing the whole, you know, doing the Peter Parker story, Spider-Man 4 would have just been a Spider-Man movie, and they could have just gone balls to the wall, mental, and nobody would have given a shit, because you've done the growth of Peter Parker into Spider-Man, so now you can just do Spider-Man, Spider-Manning shit up all over the place. Reading, or I watched something semi-recently where Sam Raimi was talking about, like, he even up until after... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield he was still talking with Sony to try and get that fourth one done and they, yeah. they kept kind of pushing back and like we'll think about it we'll see Sam, let's blah 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 it's and then, weird the Sam Raimi projects that seems to happen a lot because Evil Dead he was lobbying to make Evil Dead 4 yeah and then they made the Evil Dead reboot yeah which was just awful ah, I like it but then he made the Evil Dead TV show which was effectively Evil Dead 4. And people seem to love it. It's brilliant. And then it got cancelled. Yeah. And then he's been connected to the Last <clears throat> of Us movie for a really long Which time. One? The Last of Us. Maisie Williams was oh, really? supposed to play uh, Ellie. They had someone to play I, I, Joel. For the life of me, I can't understand why on earth you would even just cast Ashley Johnson and... Troy Baker. Troy Baker. You don't need... Well, other actors be, you gotta understand that the movie making systems like they want a bankable name so they, The Last of Us starring such because they're doing an Uncharted prequel with Tom Holland so there you've got your name people love Tom Holland they'll go watch it because of him instead of it being Noel North Noel North too old to do it at this point unless yeah. they did Old Man Uncharted but that, you want to start with a prequel so then they can have at least four or five films come from it but Sam Raimi's been <sighs> attached to at one point I think direct now he's just executive producing that movie but that movie's never going to come out and no. if it does it's just going to be kind of... I think Tomb Raider fucked it. 
I think the, the fact that that Tomb Raider film came out and everyone went, oh, it's fine, but it's the game. You made the game. We didn't need to see the game. They're now trying to find stories and plot points Even that they haven't touched upon yet. And Despite it not being that great of a film, what they need to do is detect a Pikachu type of things. Yeah. Which is, I think we talked about this in the video game episode of the podcast, where totally. it's like, don't do the game, do your own thing with the property. Yeah, totally. If you 100%. want to do an Uncharted movie, I mean... Just I mean, it. there's not really much else yeah. you can do with that, though. You play Uncharted because it's already a movie slash game. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the Sonic movie is going to be like. Good gosh. Have they released the, the new Sonic design yet? I think they pushed that back to 2020 at this point. So I know, but have they have they nah, gone, hey, like, we know we fucked it. I think they're like, we're actually doing. who was that focus group we got in last time? Yeah, find all of them and make sure they never work on a focus group again. <laughs> and now let's find a new focus group to try and nail down the you know what a pro- you focus group I guarantee it would have just gone they would have yeah yeah we got the focus group it's these uh, 60 something this is uh, Miss Agnes she's a farmer uh, age 61 uh, Agnes, she doesn't do you, have a you, telephone what do you think about Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic the what what the fuck's a Sonic she's perfect <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think of Sonic the Hedgehog like, I've got hedgehogs that got into my land and I blow them over the shot then I chance I get so you <laughs> So what do you think of this blue hedgehog? I would shoot that thing in the face with a shotgun. Yes, I would. That's exactly what we were looking for. Thank you so I'd much. I'd put down some rat repellent and hopefully I, it would eat it all up and just die there what my, about my you, land. old Italian man? What do you think of uh, the new oh, Sonic? no. Too small. <laughs> How about a Sonic film with a wheel that whiffs out of the window and you try to drive it? I want to get through a week of existence with you where you don't reference this fucking comedy sketch. Stinky. So everyone, that's our discussion upon the Grinnellology. You have no good movie ideas, (laughs) Kevin. I don't like you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think that's it, guys. It's my final closing thoughts on this, though, is regardless of whether or not I think World's End is a good film or not, or or as not as good as the other ones, you you should still go and watch all three of them one after the other. You, sh- you still need to take the whole thing in as a trilogy. Um, it's kind of like people will set aside a day or two and do the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. or do the Star Wars trilogy because let's be honest, there's only three Star Wars movies at this point. So it's mm, like... Five. You Rogue One and... Oh, no, I like the new. I like the new ones, the continuations. Oh, okay. Seven and eight. I'd say there's like four Star Wars movies. Yeah. We'll save that for another time. But yeah, with the, the Cornetto trilogy is a perfect one of like... Wake up early, start, get a, bo- a box of Cornettos in. I'm friends over if you have some. I don't, so I'll 100% going to go and watch the Cornetto trilogy this week. I was going to, one a night maybe for the next couple of nights. I was going to say that I get to come over, but I guess. We could do it together. You want to do it next weekend? As long as you don't buy any mint Cornettos, then. I don't think they're vegan anyway. I'll eat the mint ones. I'll, I'll get um, a Cornetto. I've got a vegan Cornetto, so I'll get a box of them in. I mean, it'll probably. I mean, ugh, that sounds awful. That's the fourth Cornetto trilogy. Saying that though, I, I feel like I should just put it out there altogether. There's it's nothing. A if I was going to choose an ice cream confectionery to consume, it would not be a Cornetto. What would you pick? If your answer is not Twister, you're doing it wrong. I was going to say like a Fab. Oh, that's a close second for Gary. <laughs> like I, I got, I got. You I know like what? I was gonna, I was gonna rip into whatever you picked, but yeah, I'm ready for it. Or like an ice cream sandwich thing. No, you've got, you've got. You're limited way. in your option, or like a, a white chocolate magnum. Vegan magnums are hella good, by the way. 
I've not had an ice cream in a long time. I think that's why my life is so sad. I should have more, I should have more ice cream. And on that note, uh, I've been Gary. <laughs> I've been uh, the face of Tommy Lee Jones, tired, withered and fed up. And uh, they're kids that are on TV eating lollipops. Audio boy? It's ice cream. Oh. I thought that's it was why lo- I was pointing at it. looks like a lolly. You have been... I've, I've been here. You've been here. Um, right. You can find us as always. Uh, if you want to email us, we will respond. I'm, 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 no, I'm saying it I like right now. That you have to preface it with "we will respond." If you send us an email, one of us, one of the boys, one of the crew will send you an email back. We, but it's we. I'm not going to promise you who. If like, you ask by name, we might do it by person. That's true. Hey, let us know your rankings for the Cornetto trilogy, and if you think Baby Driver is a good movie or not, and why. Also, Scott Pilgrim's good. We didn't talk about Scott it. Pilgrim is great. Scott Pilgrim is good, but I'm so bored of talking about Scott Pilgrim at this point. It's like, we get it. It's good. Okay. It is great. Great movie. And it's video game references. Yeah. It's like, once again, it's a great video game movie that isn't directly connected to any video game. If not the best video game movie that's not connected to any video game. Except the Scott Pilgrim game that came out. Oh, i seen the Adams Family trailer for the new Adams Family. Think, why would you? It, it's, well, we, it's, it's when we went to see Dora the Explorer. You still went to see... When did you go see Dora the Explorer? We had an hour to kill before the quiz. Well, an hour and a half to kill before the quiz. Well, that this week or last week? Or was that last week or the week before? You were in Italy. Okay. Otherwise, we would have invited you. No, I wouldn't have gone anyway. I just wanted to know if I was going to be invited. Or yeah, you would, 100% would have. Yeah. One, Dora the Explorer is insanity in its yeah, purest form. It's great. Uh, and two, the Adams Family movie is... I said to Philip when it came out, I'm so sick of them taking... Like, oh, the character's crazy. What we should do is just put them in high school because that's the real nightmare. And making even making that exact joke of, you know, like Halloween characters. I mean, going it is, tonight, it's Illumination that's doing it, isn't it? So they are the dog shite of animation and they will produce dog shite. Um, she looks like a douche. Like a like an actual, like you go into the shower and use a douche or like... If you look up the Illumination Wednesday Adams, the character model looks like a douche. It, I, I, this has been bugging me this whole time and I've just now put the connection of what she looks like. Yeah. We need to do an episode on Illumination at some point. Oh, fuck, we do. Because it's it's so weird that sometimes they have all right concepts. Nope. Sometimes they have concepts. But, then, it, but then whoever's in the boardroom... Usually goes, Adam Sandler, I assume. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> it's just like, let's just do the same formula that we did for all other movies and then idiots will go watch it. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to email us about your thoughts on Illumination, you can do it. The Meandering Movie Podcast at gmail.com. I, you can get us on Twitter at Meandering Pod. Please stop dabbing. You can... <laughs> dab, dab. You can also get us on Facebook and Instagram by just searching for the Meandering Movie Podcast. And we said we were going to do better at social media, and we haven't made any changes yet. One of us left the country for a while, and... uh, But we will. It all just fell apart. We will. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, guys, we'll be back next week with another crazy... What if I just cut it off before he finishes? I'm like, goodbye. Crazy episode. It's meandering movies, it's meandering movies, it's meandering movies, so...